This is the weekly message from Hope Church Malmesbury. We're so glad you can join us. This week's sermon is part of our series, The Promise and the Purpose. We're walking slowly through the Gospel of Luke, verse by verse, promise by promise. Find out more about Hope Church and how to support our ministry at www.thehope.church. I hope this message will help you to see the good purpose that God has for your life and help you to walk in faith and rely on his promises every day. Here's the message. Okay, so um, we continue our amble through the book of Luke. Um, <clears throat> I was trying to work out if we do, if, if, if it takes about 10 minutes to talk about a verse, how long will it take us to finish the whole whole book of Luke and I thought no don't think about that David but we're, we're just in, we're, we're just enjoying the journey okay we're enjoying the journey <clears throat> so you remember from last week uh, Mark was talking about um, the, the situation where uh, Jesus uh, healed the, the the young boy that had had the demon and once this boy was delivered then he was healed physically as well um, and we come out of that and we come straight into uh, Luke 9:43. I'm going to read from the second half of the verse um, through to 45. But while everyone marveled at all the things which Jesus did, he said to his disciples, "Let these words sink down into your ears, for the Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men." But they did not understand this saying, and it was hidden from them, so that they did not perceive it. And they were afraid to ask him about this saying. So there's, there's echoes here. Jesus is talking about what's about to happen to him. And there's echoes here of what I preached a month ago. I think about months ago. Um, so you, you, you remember the incident. Jesus basically says to his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they, they ran off some stuff. And then he challenges them personally. And that, that challenge always stands, doesn't it? But who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And uh, uh, basically, uh, uh, Peter made this incredible statement of faith. He said, to basically, Jesus, you're the Messiah. Uh, but Peter had in his mind uh, his understanding of the Old Testament scriptures and the promise of what the Jewish Messiah meant to them at this point in time. So they were looking for this anointed king, priest, who would overthrow the Romans and and rule from Jerusalem for all time. And Jesus tried to reset their thinking. And he basically uh, talked about uh, a number of areas, and we we talked about that, and you can listen to the message again if you like. But basically there were a number of things he talked about. He talked about that you must suffer many things, that he would be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed and be raised the third day. And they didn't get it. They didn't get it a week ago. Hey, there's a surprise. But they're not getting it now, and here's Jesus repeating it. And he sa- he's, he's choosing his words very carefully here. He says, let these words sink down into your ears. It's kind of like, pay attention, right? Listen extremely carefully to what I'm saying to you and then he talks about one just one aspect of what it means for him as Messiah at this point in time but they didn't get it they did not understand this saying but it goes on and says it was hidden 
from them. It was hidden from them. What an incredible thing. So uh, <clears throat> the word that's translated from the Greek here means that almost like it was veiled. They could hear the words. They could kind of see the shape of the words, if you like, but they couldn't see the substance. They couldn't see what it really meant. Incredible. So, does that happen again? Well, it does. So, let's have a look at Luke 18. Um, reading 31 to 34. Very specific. Then he took the 12 aside. So, we're talking about the 12 disciples here. The, 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 not, not his wider following, as it were. Not everybody that was following him. The 12 Then he took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we're going up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be delivered to the Gentiles, will be mocked and insulted and spit upon. They will scourge him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not know the things which were spoken. So here we have the 12. Okay, Now, right back at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, Jesus said, okay, to the, to the crowds, I'm going to talk in parables. All right? But to you guys, you're going to hear it. Okay? You will hear the words for yourself. It will be explained to you. So here, here again, he's saying the words. They're words that, that read, the sentences we understand. But somehow they didn't understand what Jesus was saying. They didn't get it. Why are they not getting it? For our next thrilling installment. <laughs> okay. Do they, do they get it? Do they get it? <clears throat> and why was it hidden? So there's this word hidden... It's a slightly different word that's used for hidden here. And the word hidden here literally means secret. It's secret. Incredible. What on earth is going on? Okay, so let's uh, go forward. After the crucifixion, after the resurrection, uh, we look at one of Jesus' appearances to the disciples and some of the things he said to them. Um, So from Luke 24, verse 44. Then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. Do you remember, guys? Okay, I talked about this stuff when I was with you. In fact, I mentioned it more than once. All right, and I appreciate you didn't get it then. Okay, it's a Dave Jones translation. That all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses, it's the first five books, and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding. So the veil was lifted, if you like. The, the secret was revealed. They got it. That they might comprehend the scripture. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Okay. What on earth was going on here? Okay, what on earth was going on? Now, in fairness, scripture does not spell it out. Right, So with you this morning, I'm going to speculate a little bit. And I'm sure you won't mind because we're family, aren't we? So if, if I get it a bit wrong, you'll forgive me. <clears throat> so so what, one, of the, one of the 
suggestions, if you like, that was going on here, is they were blinded by their own prejudices. If you like, they were so set in the idea of what Messiah would be um, that they just didn't get it, even, even when it was presented right in front of them. Now, in fairness, that's quite a handy sort of interpretation to have as a preacher. Because some preachers like beating up the sheep, okay? And you, it's easy to beat the sheep up, isn't it? Okay? You know, what, I mean, what do I mean by that, David? You can challenge very specifically along the lines of, all oh, right, now, you know, you're not open to this because you have all these prejudices. But that's not what's being taught here, I don't think. Um, and I think we see a little bit of what's going on here by looking at Paul. So in a minute, we're just going to look at 2 Corinthians. And Paul talked about a mystery that was hidden in God. And if you like, there was a point in time at which this mystery could be revealed. And it was the mystery that was Jesus was going to die on a cross. And that his death on that cross would buy us freedom. So let's pick that up in uh, 2 Corinthians, not 2 Corinthians, sorry. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 2. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, <clears throat> which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So what's this passage referring to here when it talks about the rulers of this age? Paul is specifically writing about spiritual forces, demonic forces. And if they, if they had known what was going to happen by Jesus being crucified, the scripture is saying they would have not have pushed that boat. Okay? They would not have pushed people down that path. Um, if we remember, it says that Judah, with Judas, who betrayed Jesus, it says that Satan entered him. Okay, we're not just talking about one of Satan's minions. He had to do this job himself to make sure it was done. And, and, and that was pushing, pushing to kill Jesus, pushing to see him crucified. And they had no idea so what I personally believe is I believe that it was hidden from the disciples because no one had, could know. No one could know what was really going to happen because of Jesus being crucified. It was a mystery that was hidden in God that could be revealed as soon as the resurrection had taken place. A mystery hidden in God which none of the rulers of this age knew for had they known they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Wow. I guess not. <laughs> if they had known. <clears throat> and we're now plundering hell to populate heaven, aren't we? Okay, I mean, that's part of uh, running an alpha course and stuff. To see people born again. You know, to see people, firebrands snatched from fires. Amen. And we just, you know, God's given us more time. We're still here. Okay, the rapture's not happened yet. Okay, there's still time <laughs> to get more, to get more, to get more. 
Hallelujah. Okay, so it's out. Okay, <laughs> the secret's blown. <laughs> we know what it's all about now. Um, so, staying in 1 Corinthians, let's just move on a little bit on to verse 12. Um, uh, speaking of us, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So, now we're into, if you like, post-resurrection, okay? Post-pandemic. Post-resurrection. And we have the Holy Spirit in our hearts, and the Holy Spirit now leads us into all truth. So we're not in a situation again where a mystery, I don't think so, but anyway, where a mystery is hidden from us, certainly not a mystery around the cross. And in fact, in this passage, um, God's desire is that we would know the things that have been freely given to us by God. The things, okay? It's plural. So it's not the thing. So it's not talking about one thing. It's talking about things, many things, that have been, past tense, freely given to us by God. Okay, that is God's desire for us. Let's wind it back up a bit. But the Spirit who is from God that we might know. Okay, so we have the Spirit. There's all this stuff that God's done for us. It says freely given to us. We might know we have the Spirit. So then it becomes our choice. Do you want to know? Do you want to know? I want to know. I want to know every, everything that he's done for me. God, I remember I had this uh, guy, um, and he got born again, okay? Um, somebody I used to work with, okay? Let's just say he's called Julian, okay? Um, and uh, basically through uh, t two colleagues, myself and another one, um, we witnessed to this guy and he got born again. Um, and then we introduced to him the idea of what a baptism. So he said, yeah, I'll have some of that. Okay, so we, we baptized him. We baptized him up in one of the lakes. Um, and then we introduced to him about the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. And he said, yeah, okay, I'll have some of that. And he was just absolutely so open and, and so often we, we fight God do you know, oh, maybe you don't do that okay. I fight God occasionally not so much these days but I remember um, somebody saying to me one time about speaking in tongues okay? just personal edification and I thought nah I don't want that what am I saying <laughs> no I want to be able to preach. Okay, I want to be able to preach. That's what I want. I want to be a good preacher. Hallelujah. <laughs> Fool, Dave. Fool. And um, I heard a testimony. So a friend, good friend called me, and uh, she'd gone to a... She'd had uh, a damaged her spine in a car accident, and she'd gone to a meeting, um, and somebody had prayed for her. She'd gone out in the spirit. When she got up, she was completely healed, Okay. And I was so excited in God at what God had done. It was like English wasn't enough to express uh, what he had done. So I went up to my bedroom and I got on my knees and I just started praising God, basically. And I realized that God actually wanted to give me, he wanted me to just praise him 
without the limitation of the English language. So I just started praising him and some stuff came out and I wasn't quite sure whether I was praying in the spirit or not, but it's trust God, isn't it? So you just go for it. So I went for it. And I remember about a week or so later, I was at a men's meeting at the church I was going to at the time. And we were just having a great time worshipping and praising God and sort of a very good friend of mine called Ed. He's sort of like a father in the Lord. And he prayed for me and I prayed for Sue and I so much at the beginning of our marriage and uh, yeah, it was really, really good. Anyway, so he, he said to me at, after meeting, he said, Dave, he said, you were jabbering away. <laughs> really, was I? <laughs> so God wants us to be hungry, okay? This is the point I'm trying to make here, okay? God wants, he's got this stuff for us, okay? He's, he's not trying to beat us here. It's for our benefit and for the benefit of the other people, and he wants us to plumb his depths. He wants us to explore these things that are in him and to grab hold of some of this stuff. And, uh, you know, we hold back for whatever reason, but just go for it. <laughs> okay, stop rambling, Dave. Okay, so this idea that uh, the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth, that the, the, the Holy Spirit guides us through the Scriptures and helps us to understand these things. Um, and to, to know all that God has done for us. So just, just, just in closing, I just one more passage. This one's from 1 John. Uh, similar things. <clears throat> but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. And just as it has been taught you, you will abide in him. So what's this saying? This is saying that we have an unction from the Holy One. We have a, an impartation of the Holy Spirit that leads us into all truth. Okay, so you can discover this stuff for yourself. Okay? Uh, and, and in fact, you know, if I say something that doesn't sound quite right, go check it out. All right, go check it out. Go look at the scriptures, see if those things that I say are true. Um, some Christians seem to really enjoy uh, now let me start that sentence again there, there's some preachers that seem to be very good at sh trying to shoot down other ministries and I do not think that's good Okay, I, I do not think that's good witness, I do not think that's good example in a body of Christ that we kind of take pot shots at other ministries and other ministers of the gospel, okay? We don't know what they're doing or where they are with God or what's going on in their life, but we just bless them, don't we, in Jesus' name. And uh, I just really felt in my heart as I was preparing this, as somebody that seems to spend a lot of time, maybe you spend a lot of time on the internet looking at heresy hunting websites, you know, people that are homing in on specific Christian ministries. And that passage that just came to me that from the book of Hebrews, we don't have it here, but it, it talks about a root of bitterness. Uh, so I just found a word of caution. Let not a root of bitterness be found in you. Because it goes on in the book of Hebrews to talk about because it basically contaminates everybody. So it contaminates the people around you. So don't home in 
on people criticizing other Christians. Let's home in on what God's done for us. Amen? And, okay, if I say something and it's not too charismatic or not too Baptist or whatever it happens to be, hey, go check it out. Go, go see for yourself. And, and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and to guide you. Um, and just be hungry for the things of God. Hallelujah. Yeah, so my, 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 my challenge to us all is just to let the Spirit have reign in our life to show us the things that he wants to show us. And it will be different for different people at different points in our Christian walk with him. But let's just try to move in step with him. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank and praise you for what you've won for us in the cross. And uh, Lord, help each one of us. Lord, help each one within the sound of my voice uh, to uh, just plumb the depths with you, just to discover the rich treasure of all that you've won for us on the cross, Lord. And help us not to just learn it and acknowledge it intellectually, but help us to understand how to walk in that and to see it manifest in our lives and to minister and help others move on, Lord, that we would truly be a light on the top of a hill in Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. And the people said, Amen. Hallelujah. So don't forget, church, uh, half past 12 if you're able. Uh, there's a meeting outside the front of the Abbey. 